The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Welcome to, to the show. Welcome to the five count. This reminds me of the old days when we used to eat a lot of burritos before the show. Uh, it cracked me up. Yeah, it really did. I can tell. Whew. It's getting a little warm in here. Welcome yeah. to the show. <laughs> oh, I hope you feel lighter after that. Ton was feeling a little blue, so I tried to cheer him up. Oh, yeah. Mission accomplished. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ton. Thanks for being here on a different day than we normally do this. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's what it is. I know you got big, exciting plans or whatever you got. I had to reschedule because I am going to the whatever it's called that's happening. <laughs> what? No. What? <laughs> what do you mean a whatever it's called that's happening? Um. A blues traveler. What? Yeah, they're playing in Mankato. You're on a blues traveler? Yeah. I would never have thought that was going to be a thing that you would do. I'm not saying I want to. Okay. I'm not not saying that I'm not completely dreading it. Hmm. And I'm also not 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 saying that I'm not looking to just get it over with. Okay. But otherwise, it should be great. You're going to go and spend $150 on meats and Blues Traveler? $200 with Blues Traveler. Why do I got to Why do I got to buy so much meat? It's it's not very much. 150 bucks gets you like a rib. It's not rib days. fest, on that's Oh, it's a, not. No, this is just regular type fest. When is rib fest? You missed it. Oh. It happened weeks ago. Remember Florida oh, was here? Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, you missed so that. So this is some other regular... Where is this at? Same place, just less meat. Okay. So then your your woman's going to buy 150 bucks in beers. And you know who else is going to be there? Big Head Todd and the Monsters. You love those guys. Bittersweet. You know those guys? You know who's going to be there with you? You. Jerry Bear. Oh. 
Jerry oh. Severson's going to be there. Jerry Sivronsky is going to be there looking for you, my friend. I hope John Popper will be there, the singer for Blues Traveler. Yeah. Because he was supposed to be on this show twice, and he bailed at the last second That's both bummer. times. Bummer. And deep down, I was like, good. <laughs> good. I don't like you. I don't, don't want like to talk to you. I don't like you anymore. You can take your harmonica and stick it someplace yeah, else, pal. That's the guy, right? Yeah, that He's guy. He's actually a really interesting dude as far as the world of harmonica is concerned. You know what I think about it? <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, but you paid for tickets to go there. You're going there. You're paying his bills. You're helping the man to pay his bills, Dust. Yeah, I'm part of the problem. Yeah. Well, all right. Tanya. Enjoy. There will be no problems tonight. It's going to be a great program, and I'll tell you why. We've got a special guest tonight. Really? It's a thing, Ton. We've got Kim McCullough on the show. Singer, guitarist, founder of Girl School. <laughs> Remember Girl School? Yeah, a little bit. They used bit. to play with Motorhead. Man. They've been around for 45 years. That's crazy. They have a new album out. It's called WTF 45. Nice. So Kim McCullough will be on the program tonight. Can't wait for that. Sounds awesome. And Ton will be on the program tonight. Oh, I'm here. I saw Ton walking up and I was like, the hell is Terry Silver from Karate Kid Part 3 doing here? <laughs> wait a second. It's Ton. Yes. So I know. That happened. It's totally different with the hair up now. And then he walked up to me and he said, the man can't stand, can't make great radio. <laughs> yep. And I said, thanks, Terry. I mean, ton. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, it's like a whole different uh, thing when you're wearing the hair up, you know, ponytail style, whatever you got. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty different. But my hair is getting very long, Dust. I'm considering cutting it. And sexy. I'm considering Don't forget sexy. cutting it just to shoulder length. And are you going to donate it to me? I don't know. Well, I don't have enough to What don't. if I made a ton wig out of ton hair from ton? That'd be pretty sweet. Going to look into that. So we could both have. <laughs> Do they only give those sorts of things to sick children or can it just be middle-aged bald fat guys that can get some too oh i'm sure we can work some deal we just got to find the right place and say listen i need this hair to be turned into a wig for this man and i'm sure they'll do it there's got to be people that'll do it yeah make sure that no sick children get this hair i want it to go to that fat guy out in my car you see him there you see him right there what's the turnover i slip him a couple more hundreds hey thanks buddy (laughs) ton we've got some stuff happening on the mailbag side. Really? We've got a five-count hotline, first of all. If you want to call the five-count hotline, it's 507-519-2030. Mm-hmm. We've also got the five-count mailbag where people send in questions. It's not really mail. It's not really a bag. But it's the five-count mailbag. Yes. Got a couple of questions here. I got some from last week. Maybe I'll play this one for you if you're ready. Okay. Hi, Justin. Happy birthday to you. This is your Auntie Billy Joe. 
Just wanted to wish you a happy birthday and tell you I love you, kid. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Tons family loves him. That's hilarious. I had no idea they even still listened. It was Tons' birthday last week. That was a holdover. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Billy, if you're listening out there. Must be nice, nice to, you know, have family that appreciates and enjoys you just only, in general. Only my extended family, whom I never see anymore. My actual in-house family, they loathe me. <laughs> I think you're pretty good. Well, thank you. Ton, here's another question sent to the five-count mailbag for you. It says, Ton. I share your sentiment slash conundrum with the gift bag situation. Hang in there, buddy. <laughs> Yours in hoarding gift bags like an old person, Tiffany. Aw. P.S. Happy belated birthday. Don, you're getting birthday love for like four weeks in a row. That's really nice, actually, because I get no other love at all and from anywhere at all. So thank you so much, Tiffany. I appreciate it. Yeah, the gift bag thing is ridiculous. I have no idea. That makes me feel nice, though. I was just talking to my daughter tonight. I was putting her to bed, and I was like, Good night, sweetheart. I love you. And then she said, Good night, sweetheart. I love you. And then I kissed her, and then she didn't kiss me back. And I was like, You're playing copycat. You have to kiss me back. She's like, no. And I was like, why? How come I, how, why am I giving all the kisses to everyone and now I never get kissed? And she goes, she said, yeah, mom has only kissed you at your wedding and that was it. And I was like, yeah, what's the deal? I need some more. I need more of that. Don't you have enough restraining orders, Tom? Uh, no, they've all run out. I need about 15 or 20 dozen more of them or something. They just go out around town racking up restraining orders. <laughs> kissing people no i'm just saying like Tons had mono for seven years straight ah i'm just saying i need all the love i can get so i i really do appreciate anyone giving me birthday wishes still appreciate it thank you so much no problem i have nothing to do with it but i do have some music for you all right you know because i i read someplace that kids are into music and I thought, you know, maybe we could get a younger demographic. Because right now we're sitting at the like 54 to 65 year old range. Yeah. That's kind of our demo, our key demo. And I was thinking maybe since I think the college kids are moving back into the dorms this mm-hmm. weekend. Maybe they might catch wind of this when they're out partying. You know, they're at the parking lot of the Albatross and they could hear your show at random. Oh, man. That's how it spreads. I love this idea. Be like, hey, hey, Tanner. Hey, Aiden. You got to check this show out I heard on, on Saturday. Aiden, Tanner, Gunner, check this out. Hey, Skyler, come here. You're going to love this. <laughs> you know, and then that's how it spreads. Yeah. And then pretty soon you're going to be like voted funniest local radio host for two years. I would love that. It's been about 15 years since the last one. Mm-hmm. You need to reclaim your throne. Okay. Well, let's do it. Tanya's is sick and tired of Stunt Monkey winning all the awards around here. <laughs> does he win awards? I don't know who else would. It's okay. If he does, I'm happy for him. Tanya, do you have a request for 
starting off the program? Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you could play some Mushroom Head, that might... Mushroom Head? Yeah, that might perk things up around here. That's what I'm saying. That is the new... (laughs) New... (laughs) Mushroom... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's get some Mushroom Head here. I'm a man who comes from other countries Yes, I'm a foreign head as you can see Yes, I enjoy the wonder world of progress And I love the color TV, air conditioned hairspray And I like the funny plant, it's part of things And all the red butter, something, something, something is the best for me Yes, I have been very impressed with Like the driving Coca-Cola pay and tire jumbo jets But there's something, something, something that's the best for me
Everybody, this is Ben from the Ben Ray Rock Band, and you're listening to the Five Count. Well, I wonder who she is. Oh yeah. I wonder who she is. Oh yeah. I wonder who she is. Oh, yeah. The girl I saw on the bandstand. I wonder who she is. Oh yeah. I wonder who she is. Oh yeah. I wonder. I wonder who 
girl I saw on Bandstand. I wonder who she is. Oh yeah. I wonder who she is. Oh yeah. I wonder who she is. Oh yeah. The girl I saw on Bandstand. When I find out her name, I'll never be the same. I'll hitchhike all the way. Oh, well, I wonder who she is. Oh, yeah. I wonder who she is. Oh, yeah. I wonder who she is. Oh, yeah. The girl I saw on Bandstand. I wonder who she is. Oh, yeah. I wonder who she is. Oh, yeah. I wonder who she is. Oh, yeah. The girl I saw on Bandstand. I sure looked good to me. No Shed it on my rhyme, so your mind is like a breath to fresh. 
stepping up. This is not a threat, feel free about stepping up. Once I'm on, I'll think about getting on. Play me closer out of post, and I bet that I'll be letting off. Rap is a game that you shouldn't indulge in. My rap was so good, they keep my pockets bulging. Do you like to sit back and ride around like this one? Relax, grab the Buddha, and proceed to twist one. I think your mind is one, say your boy's nice knowing you. The next time they see you, I'll probably be hoeing you. Cause I write rhymes and more than just two scoops. And pull us a brand, cause the clan makes truth. There's no competition, cause there ain't no calm. Fuck around with this and get a mud hole stomp. I feel free now that I clear this. How could I feel all? Boy, I helped pioneer this. Boy, I helped pioneer this. Boy, I, boy, I helped pioneer this. Boy, I helped pioneer this. Boy, I, boy, I helped pioneer this. So all you know me rappers better get up off it Although I'm in chillin' man, the villain that's still in me But saying I fell off is worse than killing me Molly sets the time for the rhyme to be ready by One, two, three Yo man, put him to Betty by You cease to exist, I'll be your pitfall You think that this is harsh? That ain't shit, y'all Placing the ground in wood as encasement Those that bluff got stuffed in the basement Most of the time myself I'm kept to an octane The rep that you're scared to step to Don't assume I leave no room to evade Getting out that I doubt So prepare to be slave You need to hit all day I'm number uno priority Rocks such smooth groove Shows my authority Shantae, me, bitchy, and can't a hug protege Taking out rush, you know why we know the way We're down with the juice Don't you think that's virtue? Dare to make fun of us And one of us will hurt you Whoever's the closest I mean that the nearest will Remove so many rappers You'll be calling us clear as ill I feel free now that I clear this I could have fell off Boy, I helped pioneer this Get out of the penitentiary in the 50s, and everybody's going thump, 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 and they're walking like that. I get b- locked back up, I get out in the penitentiary in the 65, and it's going thump, 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 and I get locked up again, and I come out in the 69, it's going thump, 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 wow, man, wow. Thank you. 
let him be seated and shut your mouth and don't be in my face anymore. Now you find this humorous. I'm now in the office. I have the power to send you home by Christmas, but it's not on Transworld Airlines. This is horror. This is horror of horrors. Hi, this is Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead, and you're listening to The Five Count. Hey, we're back. Don, welcome Aww. back. Yes. It's the five count. I'm so happy to be back here. If you want to be back with us at some point or at any time, you can call the five count hotline, 507-519-2030. You can leave us a voicemail. You can text that number. Hey, last song was from Head Girl, mm. which is Motorhead and Girl School together. You get Head Girl. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Kim McCullough from Girl School is going to be on the program tonight. They got a new album. 45 years later, they're still together. It's pretty awesome. Ton likes nothing better than metal bands made up entirely of the ladies. I do like that. 
He loves girls' school. He loves Vixen. He's a big fan of the cycle sluts from hell. <laughs> you know, all the classics. I do like a lot of female singers more so than... I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't say more so, but I tend to get into that. Hardcore chicks. I like that. You mean like uh, that one girl who sings that What I Am is What I Am song? That's not exactly what I meant, no, but um, that's, I mean, that's an okay song. I don't mind it. I can dig it more now as an older adult. But back then, I was not digging it. God, I would have thought for sure that would have been your number one. I don't know you at all. Like an onion dust. Just keep peeling back those layers. It is pretty warm in here. Mm -hmm. And I do give off a bit of a Funyun stench. (laughs) So I I understand where you're coming from. Man, I haven't had Funyuns in years. Ton, I got a five count um, message from somebody who sent it someplace to me. Okay. Dustin. Just heard my call in from a year ago. Always surprises me when you play it. Thanks. Journal did do a one-page story about me and movies, etc. I still need to call in. It's been almost four crap years since last one. I don't know what that means. Little things in life make me happy. Tell Ton he can donate some of his excess gift bags. P.S. I don't crank it too dumbax with my radio anymore. Last time it made some car alarms go off and tornado alarm also. <laughs> I think song was My Name is Stacy, Chinese language version. Hope Ton Google's Ninja Turtles movie preview to see what it's like. Love John and New Ulm. How do you feel about that? Wow. John. I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that might have been your funniest joke so far. The one about your car setting off car, your stereo setting off car alarms and tornado alarms. <laughs> Crank it to the max. To the max. Dude, John, I would love to see you just bumping so hard down the street. That would be amazing. I picture when I've, I've never met John from New Ulm in person. Yeah. But when I think of him, I picture the host of MTV's The Grind. Oh, sure. Okay. Remember that show? Yeah. I do. I am at, I'm With the bib overalls, but only one side clipped? Prob- right? Probably. Shirtless underneath Probably. There? Yeah. Kind of like a... It's like the shorts bibs, though, right? No, they well, they are shorts now. Because he cut them off. Okay. Yeah, the cut off shorts, yeah. bib overalls with one side clipped, shirtless. It's like the new Alm version of Gerardo. Okay. That's how I imagine it. Yeah. Here's a question. Why on earth haven't we met John in New Alm? It's is it just because he's in New Alm? It seems like It could be. I did exchange emails with Gerardo once. Did you really? Is that what you were about to ask? I don't know. I was about to ask if we should figure out meeting John at the lamplighter and, you know, having a meal or something. Should we go now? Uh, it's a little bit late right now, but it's 
and John doesn't know about it, so it might, you know, be kind of rude of us to say, we were at the lamplighter, John, where were you? It's true. Plus, you've been having them stomach issues. It's rough. I'm ready, though. I'm ready for some of that German cuisine, lay on the sausage and sauerkraut. Mm. Is that all you can get is sausage? No, there's other stuff. What are you? Are you afraid of sausage? Dust. Is this a trick question? <laughs> Not falling for that again. Let's um. Let me see here. What's the fa- the Kaiserhof? Let's go to the Kaiserhof, right? What do they eat in Germany besides sausage? Well, let me just pull up the menu here for the Kaiserhof. Wiener Schnitzel. Okay. Beer. What is Wiener Schnitzel? Raised salad. Is that more sausage? Um. It has the word Wiener in it, so probably something no. you enjoy. No, Wiener Schnitzel, breaded veal, complemented with red cabbage, served with spetzels with gravy and coleslaw. That sounds terrible. This person said, ooh, I loved this. Breaded perfectly. Very ooh, crunchy. What person said that? Cooked perfectly. Some Nimrod on Google? Some Christopher person. <laughs> Please. Up yours, Christopher. Well, I'm telling you, I had... Let me see if we can get there. I had some kind of... Uh, Gastrointestinal problems? Yes. <laughs> I had like a crazy platter when I was there. You know what I'm saying? Like a platter of some sort. And was, I remember it being amazing. The ribs were good. Their, their sauce they have with the ribs. Mm. So you've eaten everything on the menu? Uh, no, definitely not everything. I'm just saying. None of this stuff sounds Which, like anything I would order. I guess, John, you know, let us Do know. they have chicken strips? Is the Kaiserhof or the Lamplighter better? They have chicken strips. They got Kaiserhof ribs and chicken. Do they have chicken strips? Um, chicken strips. I'm not. I'm looking at the menu. I don't see any chicken strips. What do you mean chicken strips? Do they have mini corn dogs? Do they? No. I'm they out. Got French fries and Gulf shrimp. Broiled salmon. Why don't they have German fries? I don't know. Just would you just well, what try do you know? something new? I won't. Just do something. I will not. All right. So then, what do you want to go there and eat at the Green Mill? Yes. No. I used to go to the Green Mill every week in New Ulm. Rodney's Tavern. Do you remember those days when I would take the oldies one hundred point five PT Cruiser and drive to the car show and. New Ulm? I do. Sit in the parking lot of the Green Mill and eat yes. melted ice cream. Was it good? And no one talked to me. I sat at a folding table on a 100-degree asphalt parking lot and talked to no one. Listen, I showed up every, like, once a month or something and talked to you. Are you telling me, is the lamplighter closed down? It might be. Is that a real place? Yeah, there was a place called the Lamplighter, I swear. I just I assumed you were making that up. No. I wasn't making it up. Also, I don't 
I'm scared now that I didn't actually eat at the Kaiserhof, that I ate at the Lamplighter, because I'm not seeing whatever I had when I was there last on this menu. Oh, man. Anyway. Thought I remembered it properly, but I guess I don't remember stuff. So ask John where the place is. Listen, I got to be honest with you. No idea what you're talking about. I'm talking about German foods that we could eat with John. Here we go. Kaiserhof German sampler. Kaiserhof ribs. Landjager bratwurst. Red cabbage. German potato salad. Sauerkraut and bread. Yes. Bratwurst and hot German potato salad. Oh, yeah. Do they have chicken strips? No. What do you mean chick wait, they do. They do! Chicken strip basket, twelve seventy five with French fries. Check please. We're in. John, make it happen, buddy. Done. Let's move on with the show. Alright. We'll come back and read menus after the break. But right now it's time for an exclusive interview with Kim McCullough from Girl School. Are you ready for this? I am so ready. We're joined today by musician Kim McCulloch. She is the singer, guitarist, and founder for the band Girl School. Girl School has a new album out. It's called WTF 45, as it's the 45th anniversary of the band. Kim, how's it going today? Oh, hello. Oh, cheers. Is you Dustin, are you? Hello? Yep, that's me. Oh, jolly good. Oh, well, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. been 45 years since uh, the founding of Girl School. Uh, first of all, does it seem like it's been 45 years to you? Oh, blimey. I know. It's just, well, it's mad. That's, I mean, that's where the, um, the the title comes from, really, because we just used to go around going, what the, f-? well, what the fuck, basically? <laughs> Where's that go? And um, so that's, yeah. And then we just suddenly thought, oh, hang on a minute. That's, that's quite a good a, a title for the album <laughs> because, um, no, it's just, it seems ridiculous, really. I, I can't believe I'm even saying it. There you go. Well, you mentioned the new album, uh, WTF 45. Can you tell the listeners a bit about the new album? What are we in for this time around? Um, well, yeah, it's just um, well, pretty much sort of a bit of um, heavy metal rock and roll, really. Um, and um, it's, yeah, it's 12 songs um, that we just sort of, you know, have written over the years. Uh, because we can't, another, I think the, I think with time with girls' school, we don't, we, we don't seem to have any, any any sort of concept of time really <laughs> so that's like when people say it's been 45 years it's pretty unbelievable because it just you know obviously doesn't seem like it i mean when um the record company said look you owe us an album it's been eight years since the last one we couldn't believe it you know we thought it was only about four or five years even i know it's still a long time but there's no way it was eight years you know and um so yeah it, but then of course the covid thing happened so that knocked a couple of years out and of course, in that time, we knew that we were having to record an album at some point. So we started to get together some ideas. And um, and then obviously one day the record company put their foot down and said, look, it's about time because we kept putting it off, you know. So they said, um, no, this is it. You've got to do it now. So book the studio and there we go. And there, there we are. We finally did it. I think we needed a good kick up the backside, basically, to get us going. <laughs> and um so, yeah, so it, it all sort of came together pretty quickly in the end. Awesome. Yeah, as you mentioned, eight years since uh, the last album, Guilty as Sin. Yeah. 
How was that for you yeah. to uh, to get back into the studio? Obviously, a lot has changed in, in the last 45 years as far as recording goes. Um, yeah, well, again, we're, we're quite lucky as a band because I know a lot of bands can't actually do the studio thing anymore. A lot of it's remotely done and stuff like that, but we're lucky that we can still all get physically into a studio together. So that hasn't changed much. We've never done it remotely. We've always been in, in the studio. I mean, obviously, with all this digital stuff, you know, you don't have to kick the desk anymore to get it going or whatever. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I can't get my head around it sometimes with this digital bit because I'm used to seeing the big tape and everything, you know, and sure. in the old days and used to love all that. But, um, you know, it's you have, to, you have to go with the times, don't you, I suppose? <laughs> well, Kim, I got to say, at first listen, a lot of the new album really sounds heavier, I think, than past albums. It's obvious you guys haven't gotten mellower here after 45 years. Um, no, no. I mean, we, we did want this one to be, because we didn't know it was possible it could be our last one, who knows, so we wanted to go out with a bang and, um, yeah, and just just make it one of our heaviest ones. Well, I know you've got a lot of cool people joining you for the new album. I saw a Duff McKagan and, and Biff from yeah. Saxon. I mean, you got a, a lot of rock gods in your Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that, that was quite a shock. Well, Duff was a shock to us. We, we haven't actually ever met him, but... Um, what happened was we decided to cover Born to Raise Hell because we just thought it'd be a good one to go out on on the on the album, you know. And um, and of course, our good mate Phil, who we've known for donkey's years, um, he you know was up for doing it because at least it was he's actually playing on a song that he played on originally, you know, as opposed to playing Eddie's stuff. Sure. Um, so yeah, he was up for it. And then I suddenly thought, well, it'd be nice to actually do a a duet. I've never actually done a duet with anybody before, you know. A duet does sound a bit odd, doesn't it? It makes you think of, I don't know, things like Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers or whatever. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so we asked Biff, who obviously we've known for, for about 45 years as well. So, yeah, he was up for it. And then a friend of mine who knows stuff really well, he said, because um, we were talking about we'd never really had anybody guest on bass before. So... He said, oh, I know Duff really well. I know that he was a great mate of Lemmy's and um, and he loves girls' school. He goes, do you want me to ask ask him for you? And I went, oh, don't be silly, you know, thing. And um, he went, no, I'll, I'll ask him, see what he says. And the next day <clears throat> he sends an email back saying whatever they need. So wow. that was brilliant. Yeah, we were quite shocked. And, um, yeah, really nice bloke. I mean, it was so funny. Then he sent another email saying, oh, well, do you mind if I record it in a couple of weeks or so? Because I'm on tour in, in New Zealand and Australia at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought, oh, God, you know, what a lovely bloke, you know. As if we're going to go, no, you have to do it right this minute. <laughs> but uh, it was really good of him. So, yeah, we're really, really over the moon, chuffed. You mentioned the Motorhead cover, and I know that was a band that came up around the same time as you guys. Can you talk a bit yeah. about your memories of uh, collaborating with them? Because that was uh, kind of unheard of at, at that time, and maybe even still today. Uh, well, basically what happened was we had our own band. Uh, obviously, girls' school, we were just touring on our own. Um, sort of had a beaten up old van and just off we'd go, you know, with our sleeping bags and the gear in the back and just all piling on top of that at night and starving and all the rest of it you know but we were young so we didn't care we were just having a good time and um it was around the punk era so of course we played punk clubs and they think we were heavy metal and we play heavy metal clubs and they think we were punk so we would sort of get nowhere fast really but you know we we weren't giving up um and then um a friend of ours who had his own um sort of independent uh record company because that's what you could do then you could do anything in that in those days you know 
um, he just had a single out with our good mates UK subs and he asked us if we wanted to record a single. So, of course, we jumped at the chance. I mean, that's every band's dream, isn't it, of going in the studio. Um, where's us thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to be all this glamorous thing and, you know, whatever. There we were in this dark, dingy basement for four hours in the middle of Soho, you know, <laughs> that we knocked out, take it all away. And um, as we came up the stairs, there was John Peel standing there, who was obviously a big deal um, at the time, and started chatting to him. And he played our single on his show. And next thing we know, we'd got a phone call saying, Lemmy, this, from this band Motorhead, who we'd only vaguely heard of, uh, were just doing their, just about to do their major, first major British tour and were looking for a support band. And um, so Lemmy came down to rehearsal and that really was it. That was that. Next thing we know, we were on, on tour uh, and playing the, you know, big, big gigs and everything. And finally, we sort of found our niche because Motorhead were very much in the same boat as us, you know, just, the, you know, they had the punk influence. And uh, so, yeah, that's sort of, that's how it all started. Awesome. Do you think playing with Motorhead and kind of getting Lemmy's uh, stamp of approval, did that kind of help maybe cement your legitimacy amongst uh, maybe the more macho metal fans at yeah. that time? Yeah, I think we still would have been, you know, sort of, we would have gone, perhaps another way because we were getting a lot of attention ourselves anyway but obviously that did bring us into as i said again that gave us a bit of an identity um and yeah and of course because lemmy accepted us then of course that that, that meant we were okay <laughs> so uh yeah uh lovely lemmy was such a lovely bloke one night we were just about to go go on stage and he was hanging around a bit longer than normal you know we used to hang out together they used to bring us in crates of beer because obviously we didn't have any money whatever and um, he was sort of hanging around and we were thinking, this is strange. You know, he's normally gone by now because we're just about to go on stage. Anyway, he finally went. So, of course, I opened my guitar case to get my guitar out. I screamed my head off. I thought there was a human hand in there. It was half a pig's head. So, <laughs> mm, that was, we'd only known him about a week. <laughs> so, um, as you can imagine, yeah, that was uh, that was sort of like, you know, throwing us into the deep head and i don't forget our roadie at the time he picked it up in a towel and he knocked on their dressing room door he said i think this belongs to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah buggers yeah talk about being in the deep end i know when you started out girl school really kind of an anomaly and now there are so many all-female metal hard rock bands uh, that's got to be cool for you knowing that you you guys really kind of paved the way for for that scene Oh, yeah. I mean, when we first had our big success in the early 80s, we were thought, oh, well, you know, we're just going to, there's going to be loads of girls coming up now, loads of girl bands and everything. You know, we just expected it, it to happen, but it, it didn't happen. We kept thinking, this is strange. You know, it just, there didn't seem to be any. So, um, and it wasn't until just, well, I suppose, I suppose even 20 years ago now that it's just started happening. And, and even in the last 10 years, I think it's really started happening. So I don't know where they all were then, but they certainly didn't seem to be very many of them then. So that's, that was quite strange, really. Well, Kim, can you talk a bit about your relationship with uh, Denise DeFort? I mean, you two have been there for the entire tenure of the band. Um, you guys have really been yeah. through it all. I'm, I'm imagining you guys are like sisters now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've known each other yeah, since day one. Um, well, in fact, I knew her before girls' school because she used to come along to see um, see our band Painted Lady that was the covers band we were in before we, you know, went uh, with girls' school, well, took it seriously and became girls' school. 
And um, so we, we've known each other about 46, 47 years now. And um, yeah, of course, we're best mates. Yeah, we are like sisters. Um, she's actually, because well, we, we've all moved now, like Jackie's Lee Guitars has gone back to Leeds. I've moved up just outside of London in a place called Colchester, near Colchester. And she's literally just down the road in my other, one, my other half's house. <laughs> so, um, you know, not with him, obviously, by herself. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we're never very far away from each other. Awesome. Well, again, uh, the new album is out. Will you guys be on the road at all for this new one? Could we see you maybe come to the States? Uh, well, we're hoping to. There's talk of us coming in November just for a short burst. Okay. Um, but then I know we're definitely coming in March because we're doing that um, Hell's Heroes Festival in March. I think that's down in Texas. Um, so there'll be a tour around that time, definitely. Um, so, yeah. But <clears throat> we're hoping to get there by the end of the year. Um, that's, there's talk of that. So we're just waiting. And then I think we're doing another British tour because, of course, we did the British tour at the beginning of the year. We're going to do more touring next year. Which seems a bit strange because obviously the album's out now. But anyway, you know, never too late, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, things have changed a lot. Um, you used to have to play shows to sell albums, and now you kind of went to sell albums mm. to play shows. It's kind of gone back and forth over the years since you've been on the road. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit different. certainly is now. But, um, I mean, a lot of it is all, you know, di- digital, whatever. I don't, you know, you haven't got the excitement anymore of getting the, the well, physical albums. You know, going to a shop and buying it. Although some people still can, there are still record shops out there, but very few and far between, considering to what it used to be like when I was when I was little. Anyway, <laughs> but, yeah. Well, Kim, I know the album is just out. Is there anything else maybe coming up that we should be watching out for? Um, well, no. I mean, basically, it, it's uh, it only came out Friday, so we're waiting to see what the sales figures are like to see if it hits any sort of charts or positions, whatever, on by the weekend. So that's sort of quite exciting stuff. Um, so at the moment we're just promoting it and we've just done a couple of big festivals and um, as I say yeah possibly America got some more festivals coming up before the end of the year Um, and then of course it'll be lots of stuff next year to promote it of course it'll then be 46 years (laughs) (laughs) so there you go wonderful kim again it's been an honor speaking with you i'm a huge fan and and the new album sounds great and thank you so much for your time well thanks very much Cheers. Bye. And again, that was the one and only Kim McCullough from Girl School. And the new Girl School album, WTF 45, is out now.
I'm Susie Quattro, and you are listening to Five Count.
this is Lita Ford. You are listening to The Five Count.
And we're back. Boy, isn't that something. That was girl school. <laughs> Kim McCullough from Girl School. WTF 45, the new album is out now. And she thinks that I'm a lovely bloke. Oh, ooh. Hmm. Yeah, what, what can I say? What can you say? What a time. Wow. Speaking of lovely blokes, here's time. Here it is. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I've never felt more loved than when I'm here with you, Dust. Is that true? Yeah, I appreciate it. I thought just like an hour ago you were talking about how nobody loves you. Nobody does. Now you're saying you've never felt more love. It's only just when I'm with you, though, and on this program, that's it. This is my one little slice, two hours once a week. It just seems like not enough. Are you sure that's what you're feeling? You're right. It could be something else. Maybe you're having a stroke. That could be correct. A great radio stroke. If it could just, just happen and get it over with, you know what I'm saying? I think if you were to have some sort of major medical episode, yeah. it'd be best to have it while the mics were on. Yeah. While the cameras were rolling. Okay. Just for posterity's sake. It's funny to think about that, because I'm sure like I could have a full-blown heart attack here, and you would just keep it rolling, and you'd be like, Ton, are you okay? I think Ton's not okay now. You should probably call somebody. do the play-by-play. Yeah, you'd be like... Tons foaming at the mouth. Maybe I should call somebody now. And then you'd get him on here on the show. You'd call 911. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Uh, yeah, caller one. Uh, I believe we have a medical emergency. Caller 911. <laughs> oh, man. And then you'd, okay, what is your address, sir? Oh, crap. I don't know. Ton, what's the address? Where are we? <laughs> Be yelling at me. Be ridiculous. But wouldn't you want your last moments, presumably, hopefully not your last, but let's face it, it'd probably be your last moments. Wouldn't you rather have that on tape for your, the next generations? No. Of, no? I don't want my kid listening to me dying. That sounds terrible. Could you imagine? Well, they don't listen to the show. No, but when they're adults, they'll track it down and then... Nah, they'll probably erase your hard drives the second you croak. Or there'd be some a-hole driving around town playing reruns of the program where I die. <laughs> this, this guy died on air. Did you listen to this? It's hilarious. This co-host is hilarious. The guy's dying. So, so I'd finally go viral. Yeah, Sophia hears it, and it's her daddy. He's taking his last breaths. He's a big star. Was a big star. <sighs> that sounds terrible. Well, maybe we should look at a time when things were simpler and less terrible. Like, what do you mean? I mean, like, if I just had to arbitrarily pick a time period in your life when things were probably a whole lot better, I'd say maybe, like, maybe a decade ago. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Like how I did that? (laughs) I love it. Love how you did that. Then you'll love this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. You don't understand. Your excuse. How <laughs> that gets me every time. <laughs> I'm like 68 years old, and that still cracks me up. You are. 
Hey, what the hell does this music mean? We're 10 years ago in Five Count History. Well, this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in Five Count History. You're right. August 17th, 2013. Ton, this was a big show that I'm sure a lot of people remember fondly. We celebrated or commemorated or whatever word you want to use there. The 10-year anniversary of the passing of singer-songwriter Wesley Willis. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? I do, kinda. We played a lot of Wesley Willis. Yeah, we used to play quite a bit of him anyway. Like, by the looks of this, about 30 songs. Man, that's, that's a, a lot. That's a lot of Wesley Willis. That really is a lot. It says here, we also discussed the tight-pantsed rollerbladers accompanying the upcoming school year. This was before Ton was married. Tight pants rollerbladers. And showcased Ton's new myst- uh, mastery of the Brazilian martial art known as capoeira. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a time. And then we played enough Wesley Willis to rock Saddam Hussein's ass to Russia. <laughs> and it whipped a horse's ass with a belt. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That sounds awesome. We should have did a 20-year anniversary this week. Guess we'll maybe circle back around for the 25. Sure. Did you listen to Wesley Willis at all before No. this program 10 years ago? No. Because I listened to Not before I met you at all. All the time in high school. Okay. I was a big fan of Wesley Willis. And was, was there other kids... In high school that were fans also? Or? No. Just a handful of people who I subjected it to. So who? how did you find out about Wesley Willis? Uh, don't remember. I think I found him on some sort of compilation cassette that I found. Okay. And then he was on the Howard Stern show, I remember, in the late 90s. Because that's, really, that's actually a really good question for you is... So I would say you have uh, some pretty eclectic tastes in music and film. That means dumb. D- no, d- not necessarily dumb. Um, but probably. What it definitely means is that. So when I first met you, I definitely thought it was like you basically like all this obscure stuff that no one else likes and it was hard to gauge whether you liked it just because no one else liked it or knew about it or if you just genuinely liked it and if it was good or if it wasn't or whatever it was you know is this good stuff that everyone else somehow misses out on because they're just on the same train as everyone else or what's going on here you know there's like a lot of questions about that but so the reality is the answer is like definitely, I don't know, somewhat in some cases, all of the above, probably in different aspects. But so you like obscure stuff and some of it's really, really good. And like, no one knows any, anything about it. And some of the stuff is definitely like what most people would be like, this is really dumb. And why would you listen to this? Like our show, but you find some kind of charm in it and it, and it genuinely, 
like brings you joy. You enjoy it somehow. Um, Do you think anyone else says the same exact thing about you when it comes to your friendship with me? I don't know. Maybe. Like, what is it about that guy? Like, that could happen. I don't know. But that guy is so dumb. (laughs) But he's just loyal for some reason to him. Why? Look at him. Listen to him. What a (laughs) stupid idiot. I don't think anybody. Well, then that's almost makes it worse on me. Like, they're like, I think so. Like, you're just a big idiot for following me around? Is that what you're saying? I'm starting to wonder. Oh, geez. So what does that say about me, then? I don't think anyone would ever call you dumb. If they've had any conversation with you, you are not. No, they wouldn't call me dumb. They would say it to you about me. You're a very smart person, Dust. Anyway, I did go to MSU. I'm saying it's an interesting question as to how um, how you got on that train. Like, how you... How did you get exposed to the things that other people weren't being exposed to? And what in your upbringing, what in your in your life experience had you lean towards that stuff and find some joy and you know, in those things? It's it's that's an interesting question. I don't know that I have an answer. I guess I'm just an odd duck. Because, I mean, there's people that have seen trauma films, like the more, you know, the, the like super popular st- like stuff that at all even somewhat approached, you know, was on like, uh, what is the Rhonda show or whatever, you know, Up All Night or something. You know, they've seen a trauma film, but nobody has like a trauma collection like you had with all. Like, why would somebody need to own Nymphal Barbarian and Dinosaur Hell on DVD? Yeah. Yeah, I can't explain that. Because admittedly, like we've like we we've, we've watched it, and it is like, yeah, it is kind of crap. But then you just watch it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it is. Somebody's got to watch it. It is kind of crappy. So, and that's us saying it's kind of crappy. Meaning, uh, the average person who has never seen anything like that would be would like they'd be like, "This is a complete waste of my time." This is. You know what I'm saying? Like mainstream people would be like, who even paid money to have this? Ha- this is blasphemy. Why do you own a copy of Fatty Drives the Bus on VHS? Yeah, I, I mean. Somebody's got to own it. How did that happen? Yeah. Interesting. Might as well be me. I love this idea. So Wesley Willis, you think he heard it on a compilation disc and he saw or slash heard it on Howard Stern? And then you you dove you dove deeper. You said this is interesting because he self produced his own albums. Yeah. So there was, I don't even know how many there are, north of a hundred. I probably have about thirty five. That's which crazy. is way more than you need probably, but yeah, that's a lot. I do remember that uh, Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys caught wind of our tribute ten years ago and shared it. And then it kind of blew up for a couple days. Okay. We didn't get any sort of respect or fandom or money from that, but just know that Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys did like us briefly 10 years ago. (laughs) Nice. So there is that. Well, all right. And that was 10 years ago in five count history. Guess we've been back here for a while. Maybe we should come back to the present. 
Don's falling asleep. He's Probably like, a good idea. Come on, man. Let's do some rocking. <laughs> That's actually also a good question. When's the last time you played Wesley Willis on this program? Like years. Mm, well, when's the last time you've listened to the program? Long time. See, I just blew your mind there. Yeah. Did you listen to last week's show? I have not The yet. one I specially curated for your birthday? Yeah, I have Playing not. all your all-time favorite songs? I can't wait. And some you of obviously more I have no trouble waiting because it's <laughs> been a week and a half now since it took place. Oh, man. So you can wait, and you have chosen to wait. Week and a half? What do you mean, week and a half? I mean these shows are recorded ahead of time. I thought you knew. <laughs> Yeah, I'll listen to it sometime this week, I'm sure. Sure. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. I'm sure, I'm sure. You're sure. I'm sure. Yeah, whatever you say, pal. I'm sure we've played Wesley Willis a time or two. Okay. Classic stuff. So you're saying, here's here's a question. Would you Would you advise someone to take Wesley Willis as an inspiration? Like, for instance, myself. Absolutely. Instead of dwelling on anything, just be like, dude, just record the thing, produce it yourself, and put it out there. Just get it out there. Head to Kinko's and print off the CD covers and sell it out of your trunk. That's what Wesley Willis did. What the heck? And he got a major label deal. Just keep it up, right? He was on uh, Rick Rubin's label for a while, for at least two albums. That's crazy. Could be you. Just got to get out there. Whip a horse's ass with a belt. <laughs> oh, man. Plus, maybe you should change your name. Something more metal. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> what's a good metal name for you? I don't, I don't know. Ington Malmkline. <laughs> <laughs> then people would for sure buy your stuff. Yeah. Oh, did you get that new one from Ington Malmkline? Oh, man. That guy shreds. That's also a tough thing. I don't plan to use my name for the uh, for for this music that I'm hoping to put out. Um, I'm, I'm planning to use a different name, not meaning like a person's name, more like a band type name. But th- that's even like another layer that just seems daunting for some reason. Like what name to choose and artwork to choose even though it's like i'm probably not gonna i mean what i got a good name for you making cds and stuff that's crazy boner (laughs) you would love that you would love that i'd buy it i know you would so there then it's settled why don't we just why don't you and i have our own separate band called boner i'd pop that in to listen to it is this thing on I'm saying this might I think it'd be awesome I I'm we should talk off air work out the details Ton's got a twinkle in his eye he's back baby the band is called Boner there's tons of great album names we could have we've got a theme set up already for basically every song be easy Right? Be easy. Look for it this uh, holiday season, competing with tons of other albums. <laughs> I'm going to flood the market. Wow. 
I think we should play some more music right now. All right. Ton, I got something for you. Ton and I get into arguments constantly. It even happened earlier tonight. Where Ton says, dude, you got to play more Nuge. <laughs> You're not playing enough Ted Nugent. <laughs> and I said, I, I feel like I play the average amount. No. It needs to be more. Wow. And he was very adamant and very aggressive, I might add. <laughs> oh, that never happened. So I'm going to play some Ted Nugent. All right. Just to keep you off my back another week. All right. Sounds good.
Hey everybody, this is Tito Jackson and you're listening to The Five Count. Oh, yeah. 
so too ton and we're back for my sake i hope you can handle it mm. oh i can handle it here we are it's the five count welcome back if you're just tuning in then uh that's too bad you've missed it you've missed almost the entire thing yeah what's your problem what is your problem is your clock broken or something even if it is, Dust's is Dusty's going to clean that clock for you. <laughs> clean it right out. Pow! <laughs> well, bam! Kapow! Listen, we all know most of you, if you're listening on KMSU The Maverick, you mm-hmm. tune in five minutes early so you don't miss a second of the true punks doing electro. Yeah. I feel you. That's important stuff for a Saturday night. That's the only reason I even do this show, is yeah. to make sure that I'm here, front row. I never miss an episode. It's a good plan. A lot of times it's the same episode over and over, but I never miss it. So open your eyes. Open your eyes, why don't you? Man, 
Yeah, but didn't we find out that when that happened, when every show was the same for six months or three years or whatever that was, that it was all the GM's fault? Yeah, they were sending in new shows, and he was just forgetting repeatedly to program them. Yeah. Which he also would have done to us, except we were live every week. Yep. Ton put a stop to that nonsense. That's ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, it's ridiculous how many of you don't join us on Patreon, because that's where all the magic is. And by magic, I mean like uh, giving us money. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some extra content on there as well. A lot of extra content. Ton read some He-Man stories again recently. They're up there right now. Man. Also, all the classic episodes like 2004 through uh, 2007, I think, is up there. That's a lot. That is a lot. Real great stuff. Have you ever, have we given them a taste of this He-Man business? You should almost play a little snippet of something just so the people can hear what it is. There might be a preview of it on Patreon. Okay. You can like hear 30 seconds or so. Yeah. But don't be a butthole. Just join us. Just join us. I don't mean to be so frank, but yeah, you're really blowing it. You also get early access to our Five Gun Co-op episodes that are typically on YouTube. And uh, if that's not enough for you, the five count at the movies, exclusive to Patreon. That's where Dusty and I watch ridiculous, strange films that nobody's possibly ever seen. Or I don't know. There could be a reason for that. There could not be. Or maybe it's one like uh, that everyone saw as a child and it's telling you to say no to drugs or something. And we talk about it now. Yeah. And we might have a new one this week, depending on whether or not we do it. We were going to do tonight, and Tun said, no way. <laughs> no way, Jose. But it should be up next week. In the meantime, thanks to uh, Kim McCullough from Girl School for being on the show. The new new album, WTF 45, is available now. That's awesome. Tun, anything else you want to add before we go? You know, I don't have anything pressing. There's nothing pressing. There's no pressing. Pressing matters. Pressing? I have no idea. I mean, what can a guy say? What can I say that I haven't already said? I mean, how many years have you been listening to this program? <laughs> could say that. Oh, man. You could call us at the Five Count Hotline, 507-519-2030. That's the ticket to all your dreams. Talk directly to Dusty Wilmes. <laughs> Can I say that when I'm at work, yeah. I'm probably going to listen back to this on Patreon yeah. to find out where all the swears are so I can clean it up for the air. Mm-hmm. And I will probably be cracking up to myself <laughs> because of these do you instances. Still, do you still listen or crack up when you listen back to us anyway? Uh, just the farting parts. Okay. Whoops. Wow. Thank you. I really let it slip there. (laughs) 
If you're still with us, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Good night. <laughs>